and they'll say, we're the Uber of, I'm like, you're not the Uber of supermarkets. What are you talking about? Like, we're looking for good stories, but we're also not looking to get conned. From Comcast, NBC Universal, Lift Labs, it's Ideas Elevated, the podcast for entrepreneurs that inspires and elevates innovative products to their full potential. I'm Danielle Kahn, your host and head of Lift Labs, and today I'm chatting with Todd Bonin. Todd is a senior executive producer over at CNBC. He produces two live shows right on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. For years, he's been covering up-and-coming companies and technology, all in the midst of the action on Wall Street. So today, Todd's going to give us some of the do's and don'ts of pitching your product to national media. And trust me, Todd has seen a lot of don'ts. Keep listening to learn how you can stand out and take your company to the next level. One of the biggest things that startups ask us for is help in pitching their story to press and to producers. Uh, you probably get pitched all the time. And a lot. Uh, <laughs> one thing, you know, if you could just start by telling us sort of a day in the life of, of Todd at, at work. A day in the life. Um, my show starts at nine. My team, we get in before seven. Um, basically built that way so it's a race to the start so that we are trying to build a fresh urgent show every day and if we come in at midnight it might feel stale by the time 5 a.m hits so we come in with the idea of hitting the ground running uh three hour shows it's two shows in one uh squawk on the street and squawk alley and it feels like this it's a race to the start and then it's a race to the next block and the next block after that and to the finish that we're trying to every day keep it relevant, urgent to to have this event that you watch as opposed to and coming up, here's this thing that we planned six months ago. You know, everything should feel it's hopefully... Like a, it's like a startup sprint. Yes. We need that urgency and part of the urgency is the clock. So that if we kind of felt like we put everything to bed the day before, we kind of wouldn't have the drive to keep up that pace every day. So we're on the air till 12. Um, and then after the show, we meet for about an hour to whiteboard it and give it a sense of here's what's in the, the schedule for the next day. Here's some guests we have to work up, work with. What makes sense? What do we need? And then we spend the rest of the afternoon sort of seeking and destroying, finding what we need. And we wake up the next day saying that plan that we had on the whiteboard, does that make sense or okay, what needs to go? And what, what do we need to add? What can we repurpose? But that every day feels like this is the show that we picked for that day, as opposed to, well, this seemed right. So, you know, we wanted to hone in on just being relevant, uh, urgent, and smart. And for the very, very few listeners who have never watched your shows, tell us your elevator pitch. What's, what, is, what are the shows about? Sure. Squawk on the Street is the flagship opening bell show live from the New York Stock Exchange. Our set is within whisper distance of the podium that you see every day where they ring the opening bell. Uh, and we try to talk you through, uh, here's what's happening today. Here's what you need to look out for, what you should do with your money. Um, we try to be very actionable, meaning if you tune in, oh, wow, that's what I should be doing today or what I shouldn't be doing. And also to be calm and smart and not be alarmist, but also let you know the red flags that are out there. Um, that's Squawk on the Street. Squawk Alley takes that torch and also adds a large 
uh, amount of technology. So we cover the biggest names, what we call the fang names, the Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, uh, Apple. Um, and then we, we, we do from time to time do a lot of startups. I mean, we start with the biggest uh, in terms of private companies, which would be Uber and Airbnb. But we've done a ton of uh, over the years on pre-public companies. And we had Snapchat on with Evan Spiegel on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange years before they went public. We were literally having to explain to our anchors before we go to air exactly what, what they do. Snapchat? Yeah. Yes. And how can we say it in TV terms? Because our, our viewers are, are the investor set. So they have money and they're usually not 20 years old. They're in their 50s or 60s or 70s. Something like Snapchat. So do their kids know it? Do their grandkids know it? Or is it something they want to invest in? So hmm. having, I remember having to explain what this was to people who had never heard of or seen. And then as we watched <laughs> them grow through the years, it's been this amazing journey. So so uh, talk about, an- is there another company like Snapchat that you saw on that first day and you thought, this is going to be huge, but people had no idea idea what it was. Um, a few of those, some of the names, like a, a company like House, which is, you know, has had great penetration now sort of, you know, for those in the market for redoing their living space. It's sort of like, oh, of course, yeah, that's one of the, that's one of those levers you always pull. And we probably first saw them seven years ago with a pitch. I'm like, well, this is interesting and brought them on. And now that team is doing wonderful so it's sometimes you just know because it it solves a problem or sometimes it wow i didn't i didn't realize i had that problem you know sort of creates creates a solution i know some people say don't say solution but if you can boil down why you need this you know and and why it's different and why no one else is doing it that grabs our attention the other thing grabs our attention is how much money is behind you so if you for a cbc if you're in series a and you've only had a few million it's less likely you know we don't have mm-hmm. let's say an official barrier but we're looking at companies with 50 60 100 you know and then we get into the unicorn set and we've actually built a whole graphics animation for uh, for on air called enter the unicorn with this wonderful sort of whimsical like chime to it of like the unicorn is here um, just because it's, it, we like to watch these companies mature and grow because one of the biggest moments for us throughout the calendar year are these massive IPOs and they've been largely in tech. I mean, we've had, it was uh, Dick Coslow with Twitter and Jack Dorsey was there, but it was, it was Snapchat, it was Jack Ma and Alibaba. That, that's these sort of um, coronation moments as they, you know, come out, come to the market and all of that excitement. And that's it's, it's some of the highlights every year. I remember it being for Facebook and, you know, it's sometimes we'll do a segment on it. You know, Facebook IPO was three hours and we, I think we went four hours at, because it was like the whole world cares. So right. the, the, the bigger the story and the bigger the debut. So especially when we be able to chart that company from not infancy, I mean, we weren't in the dorm room with mm-hmm. Zuckerberg and co, <laughs> but for years and years before it, and yeah. then to have that moment, uh, very exciting for our viewers, exciting for us too. One thing that I'm always curious about uh, are some of the moments that stand out to you of, you got pitched something that you just thought was an epic fail. Uh, somebody called you or emailed you and you just thought totally off base. You don't have to be specific about who it is, but or what company it was, but what are some things that startups or people pitching PR people should just never do? Well, I'll say to your point, I mean, sort of like the epic fails. I mean, I think it's almost sport for my team of sort of finding those pitches and like, can you believe I just literally as I was (laughs) waiting to go on with you, uh, just someone from my team and uh, we're like, wow, you know, like that's 
awful. Um, <laughs> but the things to look out for, yeah. one is is be honest and be true. I mean, there, I know there are people who, it's almost that their their pitch is written by someone who doesn't know their company, is just looking to grab you. And they'll say, we're the Uber of, I'm like, you're not the Uber of supermarkets. You're not even, there's nothing on, what are you talking about? Like, we're smarter, like, you know, treat us with respect that we're looking for good stories, but we're also not looking to get conned you know we're, we're not going to fall for hook line and sinker for like you know oh we're the net like you're the netflix of you know there's nothing about you that's netflix like there's something great about you and and tell us that so i think uh a sense of honesty i think a sense of who our audience is and the kind of things that they're looking for um and, and also with us it's sort of the you know it's the size of your company like we're not ready to to put the spotlight on you just yet mm-hmm. if you're only at a, 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 with a certain level of funding or if you've only been in business for, for so long. doesn't mean we won't be interested eventually, but you know, to, to speak on the national stage, you sort of have to have matured to a, a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also for us in, in terms of like the do's and don'ts, for us to tell your story on air, it has to be an interesting one. So it has to solve, you know, it has to, pre- you have to present a, a, um, a compelling case that like, hey, I know that you're talking about the stock market all day and the, and the value of public companies, but here's one that's private right now that you need to know about. But with that, ur- I mentioned urgency before. What's the urgency of bringing you on? So, be able to tell that story and be able to pitch that to us in an email, in a, um, you know, in a phone call quickly. I'm like, wow, that's great. And and also we look for things that are really visual. So things are sort of some things don't play as well, and we sort of pass on those mm-hmm. faster than others. So do you, do you cover more, you say more consumer products than you would say a business product? We do both. Uh, okay. I, I guess the, the amount of funding behind it helps, you know, the closer you are to being a unicorn or, the, or how much more you are, grabs our attention more. Because what, what we want to be able to, to hook onto is we told you that story before anyone else did and remember them because now they're public. You know, so we've so often done, you know, it's Twitter. And let's go back to the interview from three years ago. And how did you answer that question then? It's really interesting to see. And it's sort of, we like to have that arc to tell. So if we have a greater sense that someday you're going to be up there ringing the bell for the New York Stock Exchange or at the NASDAQ, we're king and I'm bringing you on. I mean, there was a move yesterday where I think Airbnb hired someone from Amazon to be their new CFO. Just like, wow, they're getting closer and closer to going public, which we've sort of known about. But the closer you are or the more likely it seems that you have the attention of Wall Street, better chance that we'll be interested for our audience. And, and I think what also helps us is an, another tip. It's like not just be able to talk about your own company, but help us shed light on other big things that we talk about. So there's been a lot of Facebook in the news recently. So if you're a, a founder within the social space, don't just come on to do the self-serving thing about talking about your own company, which of course you want to do. Right. But there's stuff in the news like make hey, it relevant, f- make it relevant. Hey, from where you sit, you know, walking in your shoes, what do you make of all this? And that helps us because it, it's not just help you. It also helps us because we're talking about social media stocks all the time. So if you can help us put up that stock chart for things that people are trading or investing in right now, that helps us immensely. And so then you're a subject matter expert, not just on your company, exactly. but in that space. Right. And you should be an expert. You know, if you run a social company, wherever you are in the, in, in the landscape, like that helps you because it helps build up your resume of like, I'm not just here hawking my own company, which is fine, which you should do, but be the expert, you know? Yeah, we're talking about Twitter. Great. So shed light on that because you play in that, you know, you're part of that universe. So don't just be about me, 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 me. Talk about 
you know, talk about the world. That's a great point. So that, that will, we'll leave that as your one tip and maybe there's two more tips. Uh, so one tip would be relevancy and making a connection outside of your own company. Are there two other last tips you would give to someone who's getting ready to send you an email? I'd say know who you're pitching. You know, we're a national audience, an audience of wealthy investors. Why do they want to hear from you? You know, each pitch, each pitch is different. If you're talking to local news, if you're talking to someone who just has a pocket, but you know, if you're talking to us, for example, national cable media with high-end wealthy viewers, there's a certain mindset you have to bring to us. Where else our viewers are pretty bright. You don't have to dumb it down. We get it. You know, but be able to tell your story compelling. And and I think this might sound oversimplified for my third tip, but be interesting. Like if I'm about to, you know, in TV, we have a tease coming up next. If you're coming out, like, what am I going to say to get people to stick around? Cause if there's no reason to stick around, they're going to click, you know, so help us sort of tell that story as, as you're pitching to us, like your viewers need to watch me because of X. And I, I know it sounds oversimplified, but if we can't figure out the, if we can't figure out how to sell it in our, in our terms of how to tease it, we're not going to do it, you know? And, it, and so the little news bite is the, very The important. news bite or just that, the, the interesting hook, or, you know, um, and it could be about their background, their success, their history, but give us a hook because we don't have it, you know, there's, and by the way, there's plenty of unicorns that we haven't brought on, let's say, because at this level, there's no great hook. And it's sort of like, they're, let's say they're another player in the cloud space. Okay, what distinguishes themselves? Nothing yet. Well, then we're not there yet. And it's a harder story. You know, we don't tell every story, but we're trying to tell interesting, interesting ones and, and urgent ones. So um, help us, you know, with that hook. And we'll still decide whether it makes sense. But we need that thing to, to, to have people stick around for the next block. Because if it's not there... They'll tune out. They'll tune out. And then we're like, thanks for nothing. <laughs> no, but it, it just makes it harder. And, it, you know, yeah. that hook makes it more likely that you come on. Right. This has been Ideas Elevated from Comcast NBC Universal Lift Labs. If you like what you hear, and we hope you do, be sure to subscribe and leave a rating wherever you get your podcasts. For more info and to find us on social, head to ComcastNBCULift.com or check out the show notes. Ideas Elevated is a Q9 production. This episode was produced and edited by my friend Kevin Schmidlin with associate production by Angela Gervasi and theme music by The Last Generation on film. From Lift Labs, I'm Danielle Kahn. Until next time.